0: New to Medicare?
1: Hi, it's Jerry, the King Lawler, and you're tuned in to the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. I don't know why you are, but you are.
0: Amazing, said some guy. These men have changed broadcasting forever. The Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show.
1: Oh yeah, you know, just uh oh no, I can't afford Skype.
0: Oh, that the, was the baseball analogy. Oh yeah, Kev, I just think with yaki I don't speak You people! Oh yeah, you know, just
1: uh you,
0: know, just, uh, you DT. What do you think about that, Kev?
1: Oh well, Batista's pretty f- Sexy. And uh, did I mention Roman Reigns gives me a boner? And, uh, yeah, um, uh, the 1980s baseball and wrestling was better than anything else. <laughs>
0: DonTony.com. what's up everyone hope you had a great thanksgiving it is monday night december 2nd 2019 welcome to this edition of the don tony and kevin castle show i am don tony and he is
1: kev castle and first and foremost dt congratulations on your engagement thank you watched your thing beautiful ring and your beautiful lady and uh just
0: Beautiful situation, man. All panned out the way you wanted it to be. Yeah, I'm a little surprised. I mean, the weekend went, you know, no pun intended, truly flawless. Absolutely flawless. Um, Yeah, it just went out great. A lot of people have been private messaging me uh, just through Discord, Patreon, Twitter. I haven't been able to respond to everybody yet. I mean, I, I never in a million years ever envisioned I mean, between Twitter and Facebook and Patreon and emails, there's like almost a thousand messages. It's it's oh, unreal. No. And you know what's awesome? Anybody that listens on a regular basis, sure, I could come off as an asshole quite a bit. But the one thing that I always emphasize, with the exception of a few people, I mean, um, Oliver Norgrove and some others, I mean, I don't count you guys, but the blue check marks in pro wrestling, the blue check marks in podcast land, they could give a flying fuck about me, you, anybody listening, you know, just for a good feel good moment. Nobody, not one motherfucker took the time out to just even a congratulations yet When their job is a little insecure and they're unhappy or if a wrestler insults someone in the back of a locker room, they got to voice the world. They got to speak their mind. They got to fucking get all this tweet fucking and all that stuff. That's why when I say We are, I I do not ever want to be a blue check mark. We are, none of us are are blue check marks and that's the way it needs to be because we are one tight-knit family. I mean, consistently, the shows that we all do, the combination thereof, going back to the early 2000s, nobody out there has been consistently in the top five of any non-professional wrestling shows out there. And, you know, it was a real wake-up call this weekend to see pretty much what we've been saying all along. They don't give a fuck about any of us. They don't give a fuck. There's an exception, there's a few, and um, in all brands, from AEW with Jericho and WWE, there are some wrestlers that are very interactive, but for the most part... They don't give a shit about anybody. And that is why we, for the most part, don't give two shits for the most part for them. Of course we don't, you know, want, put it this way. You don't want to reap what you sow and you don't want to do what you complain. It's it's amazing about the situation with the Sandman and the women because they are so disrespected by what Sandman said and I will give everybody my two cents about what Sandman said as a whole, but I find it funny how so many people on the internet, blue check marks especially, who are just totally flabbergasted by Sandman saying this in 2019, yet the hatred, the fucking guilt trips that they put on people, the flaming... The, the absolute banishment of people because they may say something that is you are offended by, they do it 10 times worse. It's like the fucking Antifa. They promote that everybody needs that free speech, but they censor the speech that they don't like. Do I agree? with what Sandman said, that women should not be main eventing in 2019. and No, I don't agree with that at all. But I also talked to somebody today who was at that show in the back and they said that Sandman didn't say it exactly with the way it was portrayed online. Sandman, I'm not defending him. I disagree with him that women have every right to main event a wrestling show as the men. The difference is, though, is you have to know your audience. There are some wrestling companies where an all-women's main event may not go with their following, just like... The opposite, you know, but here's the thing that pisses me off more than anything, all right? Mm-hmm. I don't like to watch women's basketball. Am I sexist because I don't like to watch women's basketball? No, I just don't prefer it. There's a lot of women who watch different types of entertainment and sports that I don't. There's things that I like to watch that women don't like to watch. Are they sexist because they don't like to watch some sports that I do? No. There is no one-size-fits-all in entertainment, in sports. Of course, everybody should have opportunity, but you need to know your audience. I disagree what Sandman said, but it it is not strictly cut and dry that he said two sentences and then it was portrayed to to the masses, all right? He's a little bit out of touch, absolutely. But I guarantee you some older people out there will say that they knew an uncle, a grandfather, a relative, or somebody who would talk like, oh, you know, I, I can't get into seeing women fight MMA and I can't get into seeing this or seeing that. Yeah, they're out of touch. That doesn't make them fucking sexist. I don't know Sandman personally. I don't know if he's sexist or not. But all I know is that, you know, for, for these people who are so aggravated and annoyed at what he said. You, I mean, they, I think they crave when this happens because the first thing they do is go on social media because they want to, it's almost like, they put you in a guilt trip that you have to follow this agenda, that you have to go along with this, that you have to accept this. I like women's wrestling because they are fucking talented, because they are entertaining, not because someone is going to give me a guilt trip that they must main event and they must do this. There are wrestling shows that women were the absolute apropos. Perfect scenario that they should main event it. This past WrestleMania, the women should have main evented, no question whatsoever. Maybe it didn't deliver to everybody's expectations, but there's no doubt that they deserve to be in the main event. That doesn't mean that they have to be in the main event next year or the year after. It's the scenario. It's the, the promotion. It's the, the talent. It's the product. Not every promotion is... Can have women in a main event, not a. So you can't just take. I'm not defending Salmon, but you can't just take his words and make it generic. That because somebody feels at this, you go, you have a a show that's family entertainment, you know, and then you put a really violent match at the end. You know, not everybody may want to see that. You have a promotion that is mostly women, and then you put men in it. You know, what what I. The bottom line is, is that what Sandman said is wrong, but he has a right to his opinion. If it's out of touch, if it's old, if it's outdated, if it's disrespectful, so be it. But the idea that people just run to the net and start this mob to try to banish and ban and just totally fucking get rid of people because of an outdated, Sandman's view is totally outdated, but the idea of people waging war on this guy, uh, this guy should not fucking respond to this at all. He should just fucking crack open a beer, fuck that shit. You know, sometimes things in a locker room should stay in a locker room. I'm not saying that that should have stood in a locker room, but this this mentality in 2019 that everybody runs on the net and fucking just rat, 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 rat. You know, here's, this is 2019, 20 years ago when someone is a dick in a locker room. Wow, what a dick. Wow, what an asshole. What is this and that? You know, we, you, you fucking didn't try to banish people and have them banned and have them dr- thrown off of Twitter and embarrassed and shamed. You know, the fucking guy is out of touch. He's outdated. You, you just ignore fucking people like that. This mob mentality is disgusting because what Sandman said is wrong, 100% wrong. But if you pay attention to what people do after that, it's like they're drooling. They need stuff like this to happen because they can't wait to unleash the hounds and who are we going to rip next? Who are we going to fucking shame next? Who are we going to embarrass next? Sometimes you prove people wrong without opening your fucking mouth and you fucking deliver and you put on a five-star match and when everybody is fucking at their feet chanting and cheering, that's when you turn around and you look at that person and sometimes you're the better person by shutting the fuck up and showing it with your actions. They go in the ring, they tear the house down, the fans love it, they leave, you walk by salmon, you give that look on his on his face like who's the fucking moron now? And then you fucking walk out. Sometimes you don't open your fucking mouth. But this idea of this gang mentality, I mean, <clears throat> I, 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 there's a lot of people that are very upset by Sam comments, and rightfully so. But you know, they should look in their own fucking mirrors because the guilt trips that some people put on because you don't want to watch this with women or you don't want to watch this with men or you don't want to watch this because of gays or you don't want to watch this because of this. I find it uncomfortable to see two guys kissing still. I don't find it uncomfortable to see two women kissing because I was brought up in my male friend inner circle that two women making out was fucking a fantasy. So two guys, I'm not used to it, but I respect it. I don't you know, think it's disgusting, I think it's cool if two people are together, no matter what sex they are, but don't fucking accuse someone of being a racist or homophobe or sexist or this and that, simply because they feel that this particular, you know, two people or four people or three people should not main event you know, straight across the board. People should main event because they earn that position, they earn that right, and they know the audience wants to see it. You don't put people in that position simply because they're women, simply because they're men, simply because they're gay, simply because they're black, simply because they're white, simply because of this. You put people in positions because they earned it and because that's what the fans want to see. If Sandman is out of touch and Sandman don't know what the fuck he's talking about, you know. Then shut him up by showing that the women do deserve this gang mentality, this shit that's going around online. They're just as bad as him. And I'm not saying any of the women involved, the women involved definitely deserve to main event that match. But you see some of the crazy shit going online. They want to fucking behead this guy. Yeah, I mean, I just, I wrote today
1: about, and I got like a little bit of flack for it, but mostly support. I said the interesting thing about the Sandman is the typical thing that everyone says when a guy like that says something like that. I never liked him anyway. He was shit in the ring. Who is he? Who what? What did he ever do in the business? He fucking had a cane. He smashed a beer on his head. Why do it? But I'm saying, then why does everybody care so much if he was so such a nothing? If he's such a yesterday's news, and what? Why is it trending? Who fucking cares? I mean, Dells was there. I've been. Networking with Dells like all weekend, literally spoke to him on the phone the other day. Uh, and Dells is in the chat right now. And he was telling me that the girls were all annoyed that Sandman said that or whatever. Um, whether he said it or not, or whether he meant it or not, I think th- Sandman is, is such a polarizing character. I think he is exactly comes as advertised. I don't think he ever changes. And that's up to him to change or advance his thinking and his his thought process. It's not up to us to shame him into doing it. Does Sandman even have a
0: fucking social media account? I don't think he gives you. You remember Leo Rush? Remember Leo Rush said about, you know, how he doesn't feel that he should carry anybody's bags or he should have to right. do this, or and that. And I don't know if it was Lashley or someone else that felt that they've earned the right to 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 not have to do some of the things that they do. All right, I I am not in that position. So I don't know, but all I know is that when I worked for Goodman or VPW or did a little other, other feds here and there, XPW, and I had the opportunity, the privilege, to pick up Douglas, from the airport or hang out with the Mexicans or pick up this other person or fucking hang out with this person. You know, I thought it was an honor. When the fucking triple threat and Sonny are telling me, you know, look, watch our bags in the back while we go out and fucking tear, tear up the Elks Lodge. I thought it was a fucking honor. I thought it was cool. I didn't feel like... Who the fuck are you to fucking tell me what this is and that? You know, there's a little bit of a respect factor here and there. And there is, you know, Randy Orton was cutting in in his promo today that he earned the right to basically pick and choose what he wants to do and where he wants to go. You know, I, I just think we're in an entitlement privileged era and it all started where everybody gets a trophy 15 years ago i mean that's been happening for decades and you know yeah. century but it really got emphasized 15 plus years ago and now it's you know it, it, everybody's got to you know if if i don't get my way and if it appears sexist or this in any way there is ignorant feeling Sam I'm not defending him but the guy grew up in an era where women for the most part did not main event many shows all right right. so that's his view it's outdated it's shallow it doesn't make him fucking sexist I don't know the guy he could be very sexist I don't remember seeing lots of shoot interviews where people said that this guy is a sexist homophobe this is and that was he a a, a drunk? Did he smell? Did, it, did I mean those are <laughs> things that people said over the years, you know? Right. But th- this idea that because someone doesn't go along with, you know, a certain, you know, direction, that it, no longer is it. Hey, you know what? We'll sh- we'll show him. Let's fucking tear it up. If you don't give a shit about Sandman, write him off as some old, outdated guy and move the fuck on. Focus on people that do think 2019 and respectful everybody else. everybody It's like a fucking heroin that the minute somebody from yesteryear opens up their mouth and says something that is... You know, when it, it's like what Shane Douglas said about the Jim Cornette, what happened to sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Where's the wild. fucking thick skin? There's no longer thick skin. It's now, let's just get the whole internet behind my back and let's fucking rip this person and totally shame him and embarrass him and we'll show him. I'm sorry, but there is something that I, I, even though I'm not religious anymore, I do remember, turn the other cheek. I do remember sometimes you just smile and you fucking bite your tongue and you show them up by just with your actions and your work. All right, when people fucking flame me online, when I feel that people, you know, want to try to throw hate on me, people want to accuse me of not working hard or not putting in effort, I don't fucking single people out. I fucking put two extra shows in there and make sure we're in the top 10. And then when I see our numbers fucking, you know, going three, four, five times as many view- listeners than someone else, all right, that person doesn't know it but I'm fucking smiling from ear to ear. You know, Mm. these people need to sometimes say, wow, what a fucking dick. What an outdated old man. You know what? Fuck him. Let's just go out in the ring and fucking tear it up. And then when all those fans are clapping, that guy will feel fucking this small in the locker room. But no, instead, I got to tweet it. And I got to get everybody to fucking kill this guy. I hate that shit. You know, you got nobody has thick skin anymore. Right.
1: Yeah, Antox. I don't know what you're talking about. Flame Kevin Castle for what for AEW who lost again this week, well, last week in the ratings. But, I, but let me let me finish my thought. Yeah, and uh, bringing heat on yourself by what speaking your your truth about what your opinion is. What's the what's the heat? And plus, not for nothing, if anybody can't take a joke, then fuck them. I really don't care. I mean, if the the whole thing with with even Sandman to me, I almost found it funny that Sandman said that because it is such a an outdated thought process, almost like an Archie Bunker type of thing. But to me, the, the Twitter shame game doesn't do anything. It does actually makes people retract even more. It makes people digress even mm-hmm. more. Because even saying, I fuck this world kind of thing. And it actually makes to him more of a sympathetic character to a lot of people. Jordan Grace, uh, to me, is is a flamethrower in general. She's done this before with Jim Cornette, if you remember. Not to get into a Jim Cornette thing. Um, but Jim Cornette had made a comment about her, and she wanted to blow up the spot on him. Jo- uh, Jordan Grace, I don't think, has a lot of respect for the veteran guys or or people who came before her. She's in the business a very short period of time. Um, you know, I don't know a lot about her. I know she followed me on Instagram for some reason. I don't even go on there. But um, maybe trying to sell me <laughs> pictures of herself. Or, of herself. But uh, she's a little bit of a flamethrower. And, and to go and say, guess what Sandman just said to me and go and tattletale, uh, t- uh, tweet tale on fucking uh, Twitter. I don't know. I found that to be really... And I was kind of disingenuous too. I think she did it for as you say, uh, DT getting tweet fucked.
0: Yeah, it's just, it, look, it's a shame because the women are fucking killing it in the ring. I mean, Jordan Grace, say what you want about her personality. She is fucking talented in the ring. So is Tessa Blanchard and so is Rosemary and so is everybody else that's, that that we we praise. All right, but the idea that because, you know, you have someone that's still... Outdated and old school, and is not used to 2019, you know, and, you know, doesn't still understand how far women have progressed in pro wrestling. All right. You know, you write those people off to, to fucking turn around and start a, a firestorm online. It's just, it's, it, to me, it's just shows things, thin skin, in my opinion. You know, you just, the idea that, your answer to it is flaming, embarrassing, shaming, getting people banished, banned, fucking uh, outlawed. It's just you know, it's you, you. You. It just shows you can't handle speech that you don't like all right I don't agree with what Sandman said at all but we live in a country where it is free speech it's not speech that goes along with your program agenda it's not speech that you have to agree with it is free fucking speech is he outdated and old and you know out of touch with with today's age of wrestling, absolutely, but to turn around and do what people are doing on social media makes them just as worse than him because he expressed free speech, even though it's ignorant speech, but what people wanna do online is censor him completely. Ignore the motherfucker, ignore him. Let him embarrass himself. But to turn around and start this gang shit online, you fucking people are just as bad as him. Just as bad as him. Two wrongs don't make a right. You don't justify stupid fucking talk with other stupid fucking talk. You don't justify bad behavior with other bad behavior. And just the shit that's going online, this guy don't deserve, this guy should not warrant any explanation to anyone. He should just fucking ignore these people online and fucking just go to the next show and if people want to have him, they're fine. If people don't want to have him, they're fine. If anybody fucking confronts him because of his outdated reference, it is fucking free speech. We don't agree with it, but he's entitled to his outdated fucking opinion.
1: Maybe you just saw the Woman Survivor Series main event and decided right there... No more man. I events. disagree
0: with what he said entirely. But we yeah. live in a free fucking country where you do have the right to fucking say ignorant, outdated shit.
1: But DT, do you think he speaks for some portion of men from his generation? Sure. Yeah.
0: Sure. Me too. He just doesn't give a fuck and expresses it out loud. Now, to yeah. be honest with you, I'm the type of guy that I just find it unmanly to disrespect a woman you know, no matter what. And for him to go in the locker room and fucking voice that opinion like, wait, the, the women are going on last? You know, really? For this, <laughs> WrestleCade? You know, it's kind of you know weird, to though. do it in front of the women, I mean, honestly, you know, putting all this aside, you know, it's a yeah. little pussy move to do. You know, you show a little respect in return. All right, the women, you know, it's not, they didn't do anything wrong because they were born a woman. You know, that's that's the promoter's decision You know that the, you go to the promoter if you have a problem with it. But to just go out in the locker room and fucking voice that out. That was wrong. But what happened next was just as wrong. No, I agree
1: with you. I think Sandman just is one of those guys who has, doesn't have a, a big filter, kind of like the way New Jack. It's a lot of guys from that that group just in general. It's funny that Tommy Dreamer comes from the same group, but he's such a different guy. But you got guys like Bubba Ray, New Jack, Sandman guys like that but and but then you got a guy who's a good kind of uh statesman like Tommy Dreamer who knows the right things to say the right things to do. So it's interesting that 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 group of misfits how some of them think and how some of the others think. But Sandman I think uh should have just kept that to himself but I'm sure there are other wrestlers when he said well, did he say something did the guys have the exact quote of what he said was he saying any wrestler any no, guy there's from No my there's no there's no
0: specific no, uh, that's okay. that's why I said when I first started looking into this tonight first okay. thing I said was Wait a minute, is there any footage of this? Because people are taking what was tweeted you know, and trying to say that he said an exact comment. And when I started asking a few people, and I actually got in touch with someone who was there and said to me, well, it wasn't said exactly with the way he said it. You know, he was talking about, you know, asking why were they main event? So there was a little bit more to it. It wasn't just two sentences went up to the right, right, right up right. to the women and said, why are you main eventing tonight? Why? I, I think all the guys here were... <laughs>
1: Why are you in the you in the kitchen? Why are you?
0: Here? Yeah, it's it's not. It
1: sounds almost like he said It sounds almost like an Andy Kaufman kind of thing, like Andy Kaufman's. Like, why are you out scrubbing the the floors? I don't know what he said, but the way Jordan Grace put it, it was almost like he came up to her and put this in her face. Like, what are you guys doing, made of I don't know how it went, but she's the one who blew up the spot on him. Basically, it's
0: disrespectful, it's disrespectful. to say that in front of them. Because they're just there to entertain the fans and put on a good show and work. This is the promoter's decision to put them on last or put them on as a main event. You know, you have a problem with that, you go to the promoter and you ask the promoter, but to do it in front of the fellow talent, to me, that's disrespectful as well. I'm not, like I said, I totally disagree with what Sandman said, but the shit that's going online, I mean, this... Uh, this fucking shit, they don't give a fuck about any of us, everyone. But the minute no, that, that anybody, and I'm not just talking about when I'm just saying in general, usually blue check marks. Anytime a blue check mark is insulted, inconvenienced it's the world is coming to an end oh my god this fucking guy said that i shouldn't be in the main event let's fucking kill this guy uh, kill his internet fucking life you know oh my god you know i gotta stay in saudi arabia for an extra 12 hours oh my god my life is over pray for me it's it comes at look at look at fucking McCully culkin and booker t they have this back and did you see that there's, I heard about it, but what was that there's about? They this back and just... forth on social media that you know Macaulay Culkin made this joke and Booker T said this and it went back and forth and Renee Young saying like, we got to bring Macaulay Culkin on. These are just fucking blue check marks talking to each other. And fucking dweebs out there look at that. Oh my God, that's news. Fucking blue check marks for the most part. Don't give a fuck about any of us. Any of us. Me, you, everybody listening, they don't give a shit. But when something doesn't go their way, they need 10,000 of us to fucking tweet fuck them and tell them how much they care and we're praying and we're thinking about this and that. They Just because they are talented in the ring doesn't mean that their fucking IQ is above 80 outside of it. Just because fucking somebody is a millionaire and on TV doesn't mean that they're street smart like we all are. Just because they're fucking out there wrestling and could do fucking insane moves doesn't mean that they're more intelligent that any of us in the real world. They're just doing an art form, a form of entertainment that we cannot do. But the minute that they're slighted, they got to run to all of us and fucking speak it out. That's why they need to tweet when their job is not going the right way, when their push is not going the right way, when they are insulted by one fucking out of touch fucking, you know, douchebag in the back. You know, oh my God, I got to tell everybody because I need to have all these people, you know, gang up and show this person, ban you. Damn you, behead him, kill him, banish him. No way. You're not going to fucking shame me into liking something because of someone's gender, sexual orientation, race, creed, nationality. You're not going to fucking shame me into anything. I'm going to watch something because I like it. You're right. That's, that's, that's it. Uh right, let's talk about the ratings. <laughs> but other than that, you had a good weekend, right? Yeah, yeah I did. I did. You know what? I got. I want to give congratulations to Jason Jordan. Him and his mm-hmm. wife, they're expecting their first child, and they announced oh, nice. it over the weekend, so congrats to congrats. them. Yeah, congrats, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it got buried because everybody else wanted to talk about negative shit, but the ratings, big story today, the ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'll be honest, I don't remember what my prediction was on Wednesday Night Dynamite, I think I nailed the NXT rating. In fact, I even think I may have said 810 or 815. However, I honestly thought AEW would rebound this past week in the ratings department. And um, the bottom line is is that NXT last Wednesday scored 810,000 viewers. AEW scored 663,000. I have read what everybody has said. I have no problem with anybody giving their two cents and opinions why they believe the ratings are what they are. Some people think that AEW has some major issues. Some people want to blame it on demographics. I read some fucking retard tonight that said, oh, well, majority of AEW's demographic were out drinking for Thanksgiving. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. I mean, the bottom line is, is that... Wrestling fans find it other things to do than watch wrestling on Mondays like they used to. Wrestling on Fridays, wrestling on Wednesdays. NXT's rating, not that spectacular compared to the last couple of weeks. Not bad. AEW's rating, I have been saying this for a couple of weeks now, and I'll get into it more on Wednesday, but I'll bring it up here um, just a little bit. For the last two weeks, I've been bringing to everybody's attention that AEW has suddenly started these one-minute matches, and they have taken moved away quite a bit from numerous matches going over 10 minutes. That's something the last two weeks. But the two biggest issues that AEW has done since week one, and I have praised a lot of AEW. I am still a big AEW fan, and I am still an NXT fan, a big fan. But the two things that AEW has had a major problem with since week one, and this is where talent doing a lot of the writing in the back is starting to show, is number one, and this is this is no fault to the talent, but Tony Khan needs to really take a step back and think about this. Jericho, Cody, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. There's other people too, Billy Gunn and others. They have been in the business five, 10, 20, 30 years, Right. not even five, 10, 20, 30 years. And the problem is, is when you're in a business for 10, 20, 30 years, you look at the business from being in it 10, 20, 30 years. They have treated AEW since week one, like a promotion that has been there for five years. They have done nothing to build up why we should root for Marco Stunt. They have done nothing to explain to us why we should get so behind Riho. They did one fucking package for Britt Baker. They have done nothing for character development. You put Sonny Kiss in a battle royal and then he has disappeared again. They All they have done, it's basically a house show on TV every single week that the fans are going there to see Jericho, Cody, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, John Moxley, and a few others. And that's basically it. If you look at this coming week, all right, and and trust me, WWE Raw, they got a similar problem. All right. Who is the heavyweight champion in AEW right now, Kev? Um,
1: I believe it is uh Chris Jericho. Who's he feuding with for the title? I believe it's Scorpio Sky. No, that was just a match. That <laughs> uh, was just a week, but uh,
0: who is he in a big feud with? Um, he's not really in a feud with anybody right now. Thank you. Uh who are the tag champs right now? Bunny a- and the Bear. SCU. SCU, who, okay. Who who are they in a major feud with for the tag titles? Uh, um nobody, right? Right now. Nobody. Rio is a women's champion. Who's she in a major feud with right now? Um nobody. Exactly. They announced for this week, and this is news, John Moxley versus Joey Janela, Dustin Rhodes and the Young Bucks versus Santana Ortiz and Sammy Guevara, Pentagon Jr. versus Daniels, Trent versus Ray Phoenix, and Hikaru Shida versus Chris Statlander. Tell me where any of those matches really intensify feuds to lead to a pay-per-view. It feels like a house show every single week. They have done- literally nothing for character development, and they're treating their promotion like they've been on TV for five years. We got the butcher, the bunny, the baker, the bald-headed fucking guy, and I said it Wednesday. That was all designed to take out Cody so it would explain why Cody didn't get involved in MJF's match. That's the only reason why they chose to attack Cody. Now they have to follow it up to give some ridiculously stupid explanation as to why they did. And they're not bad talents. They're actually pretty talented. If you look at their YouTube stuff, they're not bad. Who the fuck gives a shit about the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker right now in (laughs) AEW? Dude, I
1: got news for you. I thought that was the Mod Squad from the NWA from 1985. I didn't know who those guys were. Now I understand one of them is married to Allie in real life. Uh, I don't even know. You see. No, well, I knew Allie was the bunny because Rosemary didn't. Ro- anybody watched Impact? Rosemary used to call Allie the bunny, right? And that's why she got the name. But they didn't explain anything. I no. mean, there was no. Yeah, everyone's saying that's why she got the name, nickname no. the bunny. Allie and, uh, with uh, Rosemary. She used to even be on the convention, service to call herself the bunny.
0: You see Marco Stunt. They never did any character development on TV to show us why we should get behind him like a Spike Dudley or someone else. So instead, what do they do? They have a whole bunch of wrestlers shaming fans as to why they are fucked up for shitting on Marco Stunt. You have you know people complaining about women and some of the other situation in AEW, and you have Brandy on social media. Shaming and guilting, giving people guilt trips as to why they say what they say. They have done very, very little for K. Ke- you know who's had the best character development? Brandy Rhodes, Awesome Kong, uh, Chris Jericho, Cody, John Moxley, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. You know,
1: yeah, but, D- it, but DT, they've been established for
0: exactly, a while. Yeah. exactly. I mean, look, Ortiz Santana or LAX. You, yeah. the, all these people don't need character development. They have spent virtually no time building up their characters. And that's the problem. You see all these other people. Why the fuck would I want to see Statlander wrestle Wednesday? Oh, she's talented. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. You know, they have done nothing for people to emotionally connect so it just feels, and, and I have been extremely supportive of AEW, but what's happening now is every week it's it's very predictable, and even Raw right now, with the yeah. exception of Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, who the Viking Raiders I feuding with? They're still fighting jobbers on Raw. I forgot who they fought tonight, and I watched it 40 minutes ago. All right. Yeah, Rey Mysterio won the title against AJ Styles, but does it feel like Rey and AJ are in a feud? Nah. Who's Becky Lynch feuding with right now? Is Becky Lynch still in the company? I haven't seen her in two weeks. Where has she been? What, what tag team is feuding with the Kabuki Warriors right now? Uh, Charlotte Flair is feuding with both the
1: Kabuki Warriors right now. Charlotte versus both of them.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, AEW is not only guilty with this, but the the difference is, is that, you know, WWE has spent a lot of time developing. Kind of, you know it was funny today? Oh, Buddy Murphy. Oh, let me see if I could find something solid here. Buddy Murphy. This is what he does two weeks ago. He knocks on somebody's door. Oh, so two weeks in a row, we have to hear about Buddy Murphy knocking on (laughs) Alistair Black's door. But wait a minute. Tony Nese is actually in the ring today wrestling. Why isn't that considered knocking on Alistair Black's door? Tony Nese is actually wrestling, but because you did that, that's the storyline? That's the storyline?
1: Uh, yeah, I didn't get that at all. And and uh, you know that, that feud it, it's funny, they look very similar to those two. I don't know. It's a good feud on paper, but I
0: don't think it's gonna amount to anything. It's no good buildup to it other than knocking on a door. Why the two oh five live guys on Raw? Because they need enhancement talent.
1: Yeah. They're basically I
0: mean, that's home. really what it and you know what you know what really pisses me off. And mm-hmm. I, I said this once before and I gotta bring it up again because this mm-hmm. is now a month later and I still see the same fucking thing. I see all these podcasters and websites out there, and even some fans, but I don't like criticizing fans, who are still shitting big time all over WWE Raw. But there's two words that they don't have the balls to bring up in every fucking complaint that they say about Raw. There's two words that, for some reason, they always seem to leave out. It ain't that they typed 320 characters, didn't have room for it. It's funny how they shit on Raw, shit on every fucking segment, shit on every fucking match. Why are the Viking Raiders fighting jobber still? And I agree. Why are they fighting Jarvis still? To see fucking this dumb shit with Lana and everything else. The two words, the two words that all of these fucking people don't have the balls to keep bringing up on a week after week after week after week basis. Know what those two words are? Paul Heyman. Suck Oh, I was going to say suck it. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. They'll say it once and then ignore it for 500 tweets. I mean, why, if they're so upset with Raw, how come they just leave the person out who they know 100% certainty is involved with the writing in Raw. Why do they leave him out? Hey Paul Heyman, and I'm not saying, I'm just addressing these people, hey Paul Heyman, what the fuck is going on with this Lana storyline? Hey Paul Heyman, why are the Viking Raiders still fighting jobbers? Hey Paul Heyman, why do we have fucking 205 Live guys getting destroyed on Raw for pointless matches? Hey Paul Heyman, why this, why this or that? It's just funny. And I'm not saying to to do a shit brigade on Paul Heyman, but I just find it funny how all these people are voicing their complaints but don't have the balls to include God's name in with the fucking complaints.
1: Because who just said it? Was it... uh... Eddie, they like Heyman, but you know what, Eddie? I don't even think, too, I think they want to suspend disbelief and they want McMahon to be on the hook for everything. I don't think it's even that they like Heyman. I think that the blame shame game is always going to be on Vince because everyone envisions him back there in that fucking little corner telling everybody what to do, yelling at Vic Joseph on the on the headset, telling fucking Jerry King Lawler what to say, yelling at Paul Heyman. That's what we all envision, but we don't really know that Paul Heyman might have the free reign to do what he wants, and he might be fucking this shit up his own. But people don't want to blow up the spot on Heyman. It's funny that they feel more safer to do it on Vince because he's an older guy. He's not going to see it online. He doesn't read anything online. Heyman might know that you said something about him. You might not want to get in the crosshairs of Heyman. I think it's more DT being cautious about who you blame. It's easy to blame Vince. It's just
0: easy. It's a pussy way out. Hey, Paul, blame a 74
1: year old guy who's really probably not going to see your comments yeah,
0: online. Exactly. Why? Why? Uh, if Brock Lesnar has his contract, why choose this guy? as heavy. He's not a ratings draw. If he's never on fucking TV. Yeah. I mean, it just, I find it funny where you have a person that, you know, is involved with this writing and yeah, you give him a, you know, time trial period to, you know, get, try to work out these storylines. You know, it's like somebody who built a house the wrong way and you get a new contractor in there. And the contractor can't just tear the fucking foundation down. The contractor is trying to find where the old contractor did things wrong and you right. try to repair it. But after two, three, four, five, six fucking months and the foundation is still, you know, in shambles. When does somebody say, you know, not for nothing, but this contractor doesn't seem to be doing anything better. So you still fault the original contractor who is not even fucking as involved as it used to be? Yep. I just find it that these people, it's very convenient because I think, and I think it's, it's what you said also, yep. I think that these people are fucking petrified to getting a response from Paul Heyman and getting totally owned. So let's just leave it generic. Let's fucking blame Vince. Let's just say WWE, it's it's like the ACH thing. Let's accuse WWE of being racist, but never name the individuals. We'll just use a blanket statement. All these people are pussies online. Absolute pussies. You're all pussies.
1: because if they don't name names, they can always uh, duck and dodge and, and stick and move and say, no, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. You know, when you keep it when you keep it cryptic, it's easy to uh, to duck and dodge because you really can't prove it. If it was in a court of law, it's like judge will look at it and go, this is very. Who are you talking about? Oh, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about him. Okay, but you didn't say. It. No, that's what I meant. Can't prove anything. And everyone just kind of throws their hands up. Okay, we we'll have to take his word for it, even if he's lying or she's lying. Uh, they don't want to get into Heyman's crosshairs. Heyman, you're right. Heyman might respond. Heyman might be like, Oh, yeah, we got a problem with me. I saw online uh, complain. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm it's Vince. I know he's Vince is forcing you to do this, Paul. <laughs> you know,
0: it's like, I'm sorry, Paul, I'm sorry. I know it's not your fault. Pussies. Yeah. Pussies. Uh, that's what I, it is. I you know, to all these pussies, I wonder if your balls are as bald as fucking Heyman's dome on top. Seriously. Do you do you do you trim your ball hairs, you fucking pussies? Seriously, okay. you all have snatches. You don't even have balls. You got snatches. Seriously, I wonder what do <laughs> you what do you douche with? What you? They're both fucking pussies. You, you, it's like a baseball team where the manager's making decisions and the player's all fucking doing horrible and nobody is afraid, everybody's afraid to fucking name the manager because they like the manager. Kress yeah. just said something, and I love Kress, but one of the dumbest things that I've read in a very long time, well they're afraid of being <laughs> blocked. He just wrote it, he said, well they're afraid of being blocked. Blocked by who? By Paul Heyman? Not, not for nothing. A podcaster and a webmaster should be concerned about being blocked by Paul Heyman. What do you think? He fucking follows them when they fucking have a communion or they go out to dinner or they bought a new couch. They think that Paul Heyman is watching their Twitter feed and just, you know, just gonna respond to them. What if nobody fucking cares about them? Blocked by who? But by who? <laughs> WWE on Fox? I would love for them to fucking block me on Twitter so I wouldn't have to fucking see their dumb shit every week, them praising Raw Stars. But meanwhile, we had the fucking the War Room. We didn't draft that. And they're fucking throwing all pops for Raw Stars. Blocked by who? Blocked by who? Seriously? Blocked by who? Oh, my God. Shit. I uh, It might be Blocked. That that's a tw- tweet, fucker. Uh, it might be blocked. <laughs> blocked by who? Blocked by who? Uh, who, who, who? Yeah, see, I, I, and you know, go figure. I'm blocked by Xavier Woods. I, uh, I, I I need him right now. Blocked by who? 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 Wait, well, you are you are blocked by you're blocked by Xavier. I'm blocked Woods. by about four people. I know Xavier Woods, Hogan, Austin. Um, I don't remember who else. Maybe CM, CM Punk. And CM is. Punk, yeah, CM Punk too. I think that's I think it, pretty that's much. Good. Oh, and yeah. um, uh, I think Brad Armstrong. Oh, Robbie Hardy bought you. Rabbi oh, Robbie Hardy. Hardy, yeah, too. I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> I don't know. But that's it. Right. Uh, you know, I deserved it years ago because I said some shit about her. I mean, it, it was all true, but it was it was it was way before she even got married to Matt Hardy. I have actually praised her the last few years. But you're not uh, blocked. You're not blocked. I'm blocked by Lana cuz I called her a piece of ass. You're not blocked by Lana. No, no, no. No. I uh, did, I've only I'm only blocked by about 5 people, 6 people the most, but um I, I but you see I I'm not trying to sound like an asshole, but I don't care who blocks me. I honestly don't care. I mean, if if I affect there are some people who I have never met before. I have never mentioned. I don't even know who they are. And you know, sometimes I'll see people that, are, that have me blocked. They probably just don't want to see my stuff retweeted or surfaced. I totally right. get it, but I don't give a shit. You know, I I do. Somebody might be blocked. I might get blocked if I if I say this person's name. I ain't get blocked. Oh, Zach Ryder blocked you. Uh, I think, I, I'm not sure if I'm still blocked by him I don't
1: think I am I was, I was blocked I got ve- blocked by Velvet Sky because you cursed out my brother
0: Yeah, well, you know I mean, <laughs> It's just, you know, it's, it is what it is But I'm just saying, like, you know, speak your mind I, I, I am, you know, it's funny because Somebody sent me a PM Because they started a thread on Jason's Facebook page About, you know, trying to diss a little bit of wrestling soup Which I thought was, you know, stupid But you know, I, I know Mission Joey Numbers take, and even John take that with a badge of honor. But I saw mm-hmm. a couple of douchebags over there trying to make little digs towards me. And I, I know I rub people the wrong way. And I and honestly, it's not that I could care less, but I'm never going to change me. I'd rather be straight up and rub someone the wrong way and tell it like it is than fucking try to sweet talk it. And you see like uh Vic Joseph, when he first subbed for Corey Graves, I said he, he he I thought he was a potted plant. Now he has become pretty much my favorite announcer on WWE television. He's yeah, like he, he's just so you listen to him the night he replaced Corey Graves, and you listen to him tonight, or and you'll just you'll hear the drastic difference. He's energetic, yeah. he's found his spots, and he's still yeah. fairly new. You know, I but I evolved on that not because i called him a potted plant and i felt guilty but because he's he's turned it up and i think he's fucking great i will always speak my mind whether people like it or not and if people can't handle it because there is a very fragile part of today's society that can't handle brutal honesty that can't handle in your face that can't handle you know constructive criticism you know they just can't handle it and it happens with regular people famous people and honestly i don't give a fuck
1: who's the uh guy can you handle this uh, who's that uh rich one rich one yeah uh, that's right and, but i think dell's met him dell's he sent that video i sent and shout out to dell's again he sent me a bunch of clips i gotta check out dt you saw i finally got my al perez uh yeah yeah
0: out. i saw it today and was- uh I gotta shout out Dells also because um, he's got a, a, a YouTube channel for his yep. wrestling shows. It's called the Dell Show. He's got new interviews with Enzo, Killer Cross, and a few others, and he sent over a promo by Killer Cross, which was really cool. Yeah, uh, thanks for doing that. Thanks to Cross for doing that too. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, Dells has got a great fucking channel on YouTube. It's not I've been saying forever, it's not just about sneakers. You know, there's a lot of great wrestling interviews and he's got some real, you know, uh, updated stuff. I mean, Killer Cross is talking about, I think the Joker movie, yep. uh, you, he's got Enzo talking about sneakers, wrestling and stuff like that. So go stop by and check out the videos. It's not your typical wrestling interview. It's very relaxed down to earth and people are usually out of the element.
1: Yeah, and he did a funny thing with uh, Crime Time too, as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's cool when you can hang with people and just act like regular people. You know, it, it's and, it's not an easy thing to do.
1: Yeah, Dells, you're like an. I guess he's in an, an. it's an annual event there, the Wrestlecade in North Carolina every November. Yeah. How many How many years is that? Dells is in the chat. I'm just curious how many years that's been going on now.
0: Yeah, it's been a few years. And I mean, getting back to the Sandman thing before, if you look at WrestleCade over the years and this nostalgic part of it and the way, you know, the the shows are, you know, that could have been part of Sandman's reasoning, which is still out of touch and I still disagree with it, but it isn't as cut and dry as people think it is. Because if that was the case, I think Sandman probably would have voiced out about women main eventing two years ago. That's true. This I didn't mean, just it, happen overnight. We didn't hear him talk about why the women main event at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, there's a reason why, he, you know, it's pretty much waited until now. Maybe it has to do with the format of WrestleCade. I don't know. I don't know the reason.
1: I, I heard he asked the women how they got there. They said uh, they drove, and it's like, you drive? They let you drive a car? <laughs> 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 I don't, but Sandman, again, uh, someone, you know, a lot of people in a, in a funny way said, Sandman said something politically incorrect. No, it's I, I just again, it's nothing surprising to us old school fans, whether you're ECW and it just wasn't just a gimmick. Sandman is a unique guy outside the ring like him or not. He talked about speaking his mind, DT, and I don't know if like. Again, we don't even know the context of what was really said. That's what really sucks. And I don't think the salmon's the type of guy who's going to go on an
0: apology toward DT. No. 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 I
1: don't think so at all. No. I don't think you can hear him saying sorry at all.
0: No. Yeah. Speaking of sorry, um, Corey Graves, uh, we know the apology, sort of apology he did on his podcast, but he wrote something over the weekend online. He said, and I quote, in 35 years, This year was no doubt the toughest, but it taught me to think I'm going to fuck up. I'm going to be wrong. I'm going to disappoint. I'm not perfect. I'm thankful for learning to embrace my flaws and learn from them. I'm thankful for those who know me. Um, That's on the heels of the news that Mauro should be back this Wednesday for NXT. Mm -hmm. Um, What's your thoughts on Corey Graves with that tweet? Uh, you know, I'm kind of over the story,
1: to be honest with you. When more Mau- once Morrow's back on Wednesday, let's, let's put this to baby to bed already, so to speak. You know, tomorrow yeah. I think Morrow did his commitment to uh what was a Bellator or whatever he he did. He was on some show the other day. Mm. Uh, he did he did his other commitments, meet his wrestling commitments. Get past this already. Enough. I, I'm tired of the story. To be quite honest with you. Uh, Corey did what he did, and if that's his form of an apology, that's what we're going to get. Again, we can't shame him into saying. Again, I saw the reactions. That's it. That's the best you got. I even saw some podcasts with, you know, guys I like, but just going on and on about what the disgrace Corey Grace. I'm like, let's get a calm down already. It's it's done. And quite honestly, it's between those two to make it up. They're both grown men. They're both announcers. They're both coworkers. Let them go in a room and work it out, hash it out. And if Co- Corey was sticking up more for Beth and and uh, McGuinness, then he was slamming Morrow. I, I don't know I don't know what's in a man's head of heart. That's I hate when people tell people, sure you don't like it either DT, what you mean. like that's like Kev Castle, what did DT mean? I, I'm not DT, I can't tell you what. what do you think he meant? I'm just speculating. I wouldn't know. Ask DT. Yeah. That's why like when people and you do, they do it to you. Ask Kevin. I've seen you say that. Ask Kev. I don't know. I'm yeah. not Kev. Yeah. That's what, why. Why isn't Kev that? Ask Kev. That's. I don't like when people say, "Well, I know he's a I'll tell you why he's this way. Do you know the man? No, I never met him. Then how do you know? Well, it's what I've seen. What, what have you seen? The tweets. That doesn't mean you know the man. That, that's that's why I don't like talking in sound I, Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, again, let let this move on. I like Morrow. I like Corey. As far as in the, they're both important to the company, let's not dismiss one or the other, and it's not even him versus him. Let's get, let's get past this, and if that's what Corey's apology, then let's just accept it and move on. I don't the, think we can just go on and on with the story.
0: A yeah. lot of social media's reaction to Corey Graves is like a horrible after-school ABC show that we saw when we were 12 years old. Yeah. For people that are a little bit younger that don't understand this, when we used to come home from school in the you know, early to mid eighties, they would have these after school specials on ABC TV. And it was always about teenagers and growing up and learning and this, this and that. And I remember a repetitive theme to these shows is where somebody would backstab someone else. And that person who did the backstabbing would go to school the next day. And this guy, we'll we'll call him Corey. This Mm -hmm. guy would walk up to his friends, Hey, Joey, what's going on? And Joey would just give him a smug look on his face and look the other way. Yeah. Mm. And then he would go in the cafeteria. Hey, Emery Lisa, we all getting together Friday? And they look at him and they just turn away. And he's just all throughout the day, he's just standing there baffled, like, how come nobody wants to talk to me? Now in 2019, if that same fucking after-school special would be, soon as you backstab someone, every single one of those people who 20 years would go, who would look to that person and go, and look the other way, they fucking now would go on social media and fucking voice out and fucking just rip, 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 yeah. fuck them, pussies, fuck them. And people had every right to criticize Corey Graves to give their opinion, but some people went on this social vendetta. That oh, let's God. fucking nail him to the cross. Let's fucking put, let's get Pontius Pilate and let's fucking crucify Corey Graves and Sandman next to each other. Maybe they could fucking talk, tell stories to each other while they're nailed to the cross. You know, it was fucked up what happened. But I have no idea how Mauro feels right now. And no, no, I, I, don't, I don't, and I don't know really what Corey meant. And I don't know what, I don't know the man. I don't know him. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and I don't ever want to feel what Mara and feeling, and and because that is a pain that I will never be able to understand, and I have to show sympathy towards someone like that, and you know I think once again you know Corey Graves probably should have kept his mouth shut like Sandman, you know, um, but he said what he said, you know, I th- I hope. Maybe it's five years from now, 10 years from now, two years from now. I hope that Corey Graves evolves in his heart in the future, doesn't do that anymore. I'll give you someone who is a fucking perfect example. Corey Graves, even though I defend a lot of what has gone on with him, Corey Graves right now reminds me of JBL 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. JBL would fucking rip, criticize, say some really outlandish shit online. JBL has evolved. JBL is now a big time fucking supporter and roots for everybody and fucking is always looking to help people. And he's not doing it as a PR move that somebody in JBL's PR department is telling him, hey, John, you know, you should do this. This is this. No, he does it because it's in his heart. So if Corey Graves evolves, I think everybody would want to see him evolve because it's in his heart, not because someone is telling him, dude, uh, I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't say this. You want it to come from inside and that's all we could hope for.
1: It's true, but uh, the, the, th- the only thing that's troublesome to me is what Corey Graves said when you read about it and put it in context and its content itself Without him naming anybody, he was cryptic, but we know who he was talking about. It was you know he'll he'll say it's more to put over uh, Beth and Nigel than it was to put down Morrow. Uh, anybody could say that's easy. We can't say lying, not lying. A judge would throw it out. There's no evidence. Okay, it's uh, it's his word against whatever. But I've, we've seen worse. DT. We've seen worse. So don't even, like is, is this this can't be a thing where someone says something that Morrow doesn't like and then he disappears for a couple weeks the company then is going to have a problem with that. How are they going to handle stuff like that? If someone gets uh, fractured over something said on Twitter, um, you know, are they going to institute a policy not to say anything? Not only against moral, Let's just have a blanket policy where you can't criticize your coworkers in a, in a public form where you get suspended or something. I mean, what are they going to have an, a special policy for moral or, or an overall policy? And I'm being serious, guys. I'm not being a wise guy saying this. I'm saying an overall blanket thing. Look, from now on, no one talks tales out of school. You got a problem. You take it behind the office, human resources, whatever. You say anything on social media, even if it's cryptic, we're going to suspend you. If that goes for everybody. Because you can't just have one rule for moral and not. I mean, that's, uh, again, and everybody wants to be treated the same. You can't treat everybody the same if there's special rules for one and not the other.
0: Right. You, you can't, and saying? people should not want to criticize mm-hmm. their fellow, you know, person. I mean, I look, uh, of uh-huh. course, if somebody warrants criticism, but, you know, my thinking is you do it privately. And if that doesn't work, then if you want to voice out, And maybe that, you know, it's every situation is different, but it's just, you know, it's a fucked up situation and it's going to be good to see Morrow back on Wednesday without a
1: doubt. You think he'll, you think he'll say anything or just going to be like, no, 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 not about Corey, but just uh, glad to be back or I had an episode. No,
0: no, never, never. He'll never talk about the the emotional issues during a WWE broadcast. If if anything, you know, the I would think that Bet Phoenix and Nigel will welcome him back and he'll just talk about he's glad to be there and move on. Move on. The quicker they get away from that topic and they talk about the wrestling action, the quicker, you know, it gets his mind off of him. And, you know, it's he's he's a good guy. He's definitely a good guy. And this is totally unnecessary. This whole situation was unnecessary
1: oh it was totally unnecessary but like you know that the, i like them both i think they're both good at what they do and i thought it was weird that people putting a well you know more you know Corey is is more valuable and Morrow's more valuable i'm like no they're both valuable and that's what sucks it's like you have two franchise players uh having a, a dispute and you know it's funny dt we don't even really know if they're friends or not we don't even know we don't even know what their relationship is we right. don't even know if they're hello goodbye or they've actually had dinner before we uh, don't even know
0: i said it oh uh last week you know people mm-hmm. that immediately started ripping him after he gave his apology on a podcast i said none of you fucking know if he apologized tomorrow tomorrow no privately. we don't know we have With no one idea. knows no one knows and just because he didn't tell you doesn't mean it didn't happen now i don't know if he did or he didn't but people immediately assumed that his only apology was through the podcast they mm-hmm. immediately said you couldn't fucking apologize tomorrow. You couldn't fucking text him. You couldn't call him up. How the fuck do you know? We don't know. Yeah, and it's and he doesn't owe us an explanation. You know, it, he gave his apology, and that's it. You know, maybe it's not to to some people's liking, right. and maybe one day Maro and Corey Graves will be close friends. I don't know, but the bottom line is, we don't know what happened behind the scenes. And anybody out there that claims that they know is a liar,
1: is a flat-out lie.
0: It's true. They, they don't know. It is a flat-out lie. People that claim that they know, they are a liar. Because the only two people that really know right now, Corey Graves and Maranelle. Maybe WWE management knows too. But uh, they ain't fucking telling fucking, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, a, a goofy podcaster.com. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them fuck them pussies pussies anyway i want to give a shout out to john carberry once again mm-hmm. i want everyone out there go check it out canvas theory it is you know it's they got some great wrestling merchandise and it's just very fashionable uh if you want to get a really cool looking hat you know with a lucha libre theme to it i have one already go to canvastheory.com you could use the promo code CT19, get 10% off your first order. I ordered my hat and I got it in three days. Couldn't do any better. And it's just, it's really great yes. quality work. I, I, bravo to them. Seriously, bravo. It's all, all cu- custom stuff? Or all all like? custom. And, you know, I want to make it clear, you know, I bought it. I ain't getting nothing for nothing. No, so no, what? no. I understand. No, no, no. So You're saying I could get an Al Perez hat? No, 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 nothing like that. But but the, the reason why I say that I paid for it is because yeah. I'm not plugging it because I got something for nothing. No, no, I'm still so It really it. is top quality stuff. I mean, you look at it, it's just a really, I mean, you just look closely and look at the stitching, you know, everything is really professionally done. I'm impressed. And what's great about it is it's not any particular wrestler. It's just the theme. So yeah. you walk around with it, you know. I, I I have already gotten two compliments, and you know, it's not any wrestling promotion. It's just the style. It's it's just a very hip, you know, looking, uh, just a really cool looking hat. So, and they got shirts there. They have a lot of women's, men's merchandise. Just go browse, check it out, Canvas Theory. Um, uh, you think Let's people will be surprised? Um, speaking of custom, uh, I see a ton. Of uh, how do I say this the right way? Uh, very opinionated people, uh, commenting about Bray Wyatt's custom title that you can buy right now on WWE Shop for six thousand four hundred and ninety nine dollars. Unbelievable, wow! Yeah, now for those, um, that just read tweets that were telling you that you could buy 85,000 Big Macs instead. You could buy a used car. You could buy a diamond this. You could buy this. You know, I, I want to just give my opinion on it very, very quickly. Okay. The belt is 64 inches long, 12 inches high in height, almost 8 pounds in weight. It is handcrafted by Tom Zavini Studios. Right. And it is all made... Uh, Per order. All right. My point is, is that for anybody out there that thinks that WWE just put on WWE shop a $6,500 belt thinking that casual fans will buy it then seriously, you know, I, I, Jericho has a little bit of the bubble. I think some of you had a little too much, a, a, a little bit of the of the baby formula, a little bit of the Bosco. You know, some people out there are a little bit fucking, you know, just loony. Because this is an artist. This is someone who is making something custom on order. If you have crazy bucks and you want some Funky looking horror themed wrestling leather title that someone who's going to in their studio handcraft it for you. Not that they're making a hundred and it's limited to a hundred or limited to ten. This is an artist that will spend weeks making a belt just for you. He is an artist, he is charging for his time. He's charging for his uniqueness. He's making something custom made for you. So that is his price. Some people buy art for $10,000, and we look at it, and it looks like a scribble. I mean, look at fucking Andy Wall. Remember that Campbell's fucking can that he painted? Of course, yeah. It's millions of dollars. It's a picture of a fucking soup can.
1: Well, DT what this is 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 an investment because Tom Savini is and he's getting up there. I mean, he's yeah, he's that, a talented right? artist. He's they're talking about anybody who's not a horror aficionado. Tom Savini, Friday the Thirteenth, Maniac, The Burning, uh, Creep Show, Alone in the Dark. Uh, I mean, just uh, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead. He's uh, the makeup guy. I mean, he's the man. I mean, next to Rick Baker, he's the man. So this is an investment. It's like buying a fine piece of art. And in ten years or whatever, and God forbid, if Savini passes away in the next few years or whatever, God willing, he doesn't. Uh, it's going to be worth a lot of money. So it's an it's an investment, DT. That's what yeah. it really is. But it's a f- and if you got seven grand, either burning a hole in your pocket or just peeling it off is like nothing for you. Then good for you. But it it, it is definitely it's a collector's item, but also an investment. Yeah, when you're dealing let, with an artist like Tom Savini.
0: Let me let me yeah. let me give an example just to show how goof some people are in social media with this. Ric Flair, his robes, okay? He had those robes back in the day, 30, 40 years ago, made custom and paid five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 for one robe. Why did it cost so much? Not only because of the materials involved, because someone had to hand make it just for him. So you have not only someone who is hand making a piece of art for you, but is a famous fucking artist. So for people out there to just generically say WWE is trying to sell a $6,500 belt. No, they're trying to sell a piece of art that maybe one, two, five people may buy. This is not an uh, uh, an item with the idea that you're going to go to a WWE house show and there's going to be people sitting at ringside holding up the $6,500 leather belt. You'll probably never see anybody ever possessing it. Or you might have one person. It's probably, like a,
1: some, so, probably some big celebrities might buy it. You know, like some celebrity fans might buy it. Maybe David Arquette would buy it. Or yeah. Somebody like that who's got the money.
0: You know what I mean? It's like an artist making $2,000 sneakers. The fuck do I want to spend $2,000 for a pair of sneakers? I wouldn't wear them. I'd fucking put them in a glass case and store it away. Why? Because it's art. So yeah. this is a custom item. If you are a fucking horror fan, if you're a, a fan of his work and you have the opportunity to buy something made to order just for you. Yeah. What do you think he's going to charge 60 bucks? So this one, that item was not meant for you, me, or this was not going to be a patron prize. You know, no.
1: It, no, It's not going to be on the wall.
0: Yeah. Look at that. Look at that right now. Kev, look right. in the chat. The, yeah. the, Campbell's tomato soup. Go Google and see how much that fucking, that yeah, co- worth a lot of money. Because Andy Wall did it. You and I yeah. could do that. Fucking Shaheen could draw that better. It's true. And Andy Wall, millions of dollars for a fucking, can you imagine the the, the, the moron? I don't want to use the P word anymore. I'm trying to cut back, but imagine a moron who fucking bought that, paid fucking millions of dollars and put it in his office. Hey, look, I got a picture of a can of soup. Yeah, it's
1: true. That's I mean, what some
0: people want to pay. You know,
1: DT. You don't think it'll, you don't think it'll be maybe a few dozen people who buy it, like mostly like the celebrity fans. I could tell you right now, the guy from Impractical Jokers, Sal, will probably buy oh, it. sure, I mean,
0: yeah.
1: Th- those guys who have the money, I think mostly the big celebrity fans will, will buy it. I could picture David Arquette buying it, or but but then there's some fans who are well to do and they'll buy it too. Like oh, you know, to, to them it's like seven grand. Yeah, I was going to buy a dirt bike, but I'll buy the fucking belt. If I had
0: a million dollars in the bank, I would think about buying it. Yeah, I mean
1: <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. DT, would you say this is the most expensive uh, made to order thing W has ever put out there so far? Uh
0: probably. Well, right? you know what, they have had auctions in the past that were worth more without a doubt. Um yeah. but as far as an item, uh, it's could this could be the most expensive, but again, it's the artist's his time, the amount of work involved, it's custom, it's, you know, it yeah, you know, it's not something for any of us to have, but it's an yeah. item that, you know, you. I agree with you. I think some of those famous people again, the blue check marks will buy that. Yeah. That's a blue, blue check mark che- item. That is a blue check mark yeah. item. That's a blue <laughs> check mark right. item. Um, now speaking of merchandise, we can mention it. Uh, I'll give my two cents why I think it's happening. Luke Harper, mm-hmm. uh, applied to trademark the name Brody Lee. Yes. And um, a lot of people are wondering why is he doing that? I think the reason why he's doing it is similar to John Moxley and similar to Kevin Steen, even though that's his real name, Kevin Steen. For people that don't know, Kevin Owens has a pro wrestling tees store for Kevin Steen. Um, Sami Zayn has a pro wrestling tea store for El Generico. Brody Lee is not a WWE character so I think this this is the new thing that is happening now you have wrestlers who have other ring names that WWE does not own the rights to and what they're doing to make some side cash is they're using their old ring names they're trademarking them and then they're opening up t-shirt stores to sell merchandise under that name, which WWE really should not have any issue with, and really has no choice about, because if someone wants to buy a shirt of someone who looks like Luke Harper, but it says Brody Lee on it, that's not of a WWE forgery or copyright.
1: Right. That
0: that is basically Luke Harper making some extra money. And plus, if he does leave WWE down the line and go on the indie scene or AEW or anywhere else, he can use Brody Lee and he owns the name and he would own the trademark to it.
1: Well, you're right. And also Charlotte Flair and Andrade filed recently for trademarks for the names as well. Charlotte applied for the trademark Ashley Flair. I believe Ashley's her real name. Yeah. Uh, and the Queen of Wrestling. It's for graphics, t-shirts, hoods, uh, hoodies, sweatshirts, pants, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Andrade applied to trademark the names uh, Los Sombra and El La Sombra? La Sombra. Yeah, yeah, La Zombra and El Idlo. From doing uh, a history
0: show, I learned yeah. Japan and Mexico. <laughs> La Sombra, La Sombra. So,
1: and I guess uh, Charlotte made her guy do the same thing for himself for hats, pants, yeah. shirts, those kind of items. But it's interesting. It's a, it's a nice curveball, a nice little curve around the independent contractors thing where you're right, DT, where Mm -hmm. they're marketing a different name that WWE shouldn't have a problem with it. And I think it's a way around the whole independent contract.
0: And you know what? I think this allows some wrestlers who may not be earning the coin that they originally thought they were going to get in WWE because they're not working as many pay-per-views or maybe not doing as many tours, that if they could get a little bit of t-shirt revenue on the side, and it has nothing to do with WWE. It allows them to get a little bit of extra revenue. I'll be honest with you. I'm a little surprised it took, and this is not the first time. I mean, this has happened in the past as well, but I'm surprised it took this long for wrestlers to catch on to that because you will see T-shirt stores open up for other names very, very soon. Yeah. I, I, there's no controversy behind it. But that is the reason why Luke Harper is doing that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I uh, just want to give a plug to Elman Shah and his display store. Um, Jude, great artist. I have uh, showed everybody that video game artwork that he has done that I have. I actually uh, got a gift ordered for a uh, sooner be relative of mine. So I want everybody to go check out his displayed store. I have uh, the, the link on DonTony.com. Shout out to Isaac Fox. He's got a website with custom poetry. And believe me, I tell you, everyone, he went out of his way to help me for my proposal over the weekend. Uh, unfortunately, I ended up telling him that, you know, me... I do shows, whatever comes to my mind, that's what I'm gonna say, and that's what happened with the proposal as well. I have not streamed the actual proposal yet. My girlfriend gave me permission. I just haven't had time yet, but I'll put a couple of minutes online so people could see how everything went down. It was pretty cool, and I gotta thank everybody again for the kind words. It was just very humbling, and she got a kick out of it, and she was very, very touched by what everybody said and wrote. So she, she sat there with me on the computer and just reading everybody what they said. And it was awesome, man. It was great. Couldn't have gone any better. That's um, great, plus, I don't know if you saw, mm-hmm. I hit two, I hit the jackpot twice. I did. I was
1: going to ask you, I was going to ask you, that was real. You really that was real.
0: Was? Yeah. I wasn't wow. staying. That was legit, man. At 12 <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon, she went to the store and while she was at the store, I called the fo- This is the true story. This is really quick. Um, True story. Mm-hmm. I had to call, the, um, the area that was going to bring up some flowers and stuff, I had to call and give them my room number. She was right. with me the whole time, and I couldn't call them. So around 12 o'clock on uh, Thanksgiving, I, um no, Friday, what am I saying? It was 12 o'clock Friday. I called up. She went to go buy a couple of things because it was Black Friday, and I called the hotel and I said, "Look, you know, this is Anthony. You know, I have uh, I had to give him my room number to say." And while I'm on hold with the other department, I hit the fucking jackpot, like three hundred and. $30 or something. No, so nice. I wanted to record it so everybody could see. So I hung up on the hotel and I fucking Ooh. took out the video and I recorded like 30 seconds of it. And then I called the hotel back and they're like, oh, we got disconnected. I'm like, no, I hung up on you because I hit the jackpot. I had to document Sick. it. So we did that. Then I popped the question. And then yeah. that night at around maybe eight o'clock at night, we went back to the casino and I, I play the same game. They have it you know, like 12 different machines of the same game, yeah. in different areas. So we went to another one of the same game. And sure enough, that night I hit the fucking jackpot again and I recorded it. If anybody nice. looks, two different machines, you know, the same game, but two different yeah. machines. Yeah, Sorry. I hit uh, 330 and I think 380. So, nice. I, yeah, I ended up coming home with uh, with more money. So I quickly corrected myself and I said I hit the jackpot three times Friday, not twice twice. You know, her saying yes was yeah, the third course. jackpot. So, uh, Texas, so I, I
1: knew, I knew that. I knew that's what you meant. Yeah,
0: no. As soon as I said I hit the jackpot twice, I was like, oh, wait a minute. No, 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 man. I immediately the man in me kicked in, and I'm like, no, no, no. I got to say, I hit the jackpot of three times. I want to get laid that night, you know, it's, I had to.
1: Yeah, you got to put her over, of
0: course. Yeah, so, but she, she <laughs> got to kick out of all the responses. She really did. She That's
1: great. She That's was great, just man.
0: blown away by the number of people. She's like, uh, just put it this way. And anybody out there could go look on Twitter yourself right now. When I shot the video and put online what the room looked like right before she came in and I asked the question, I actually did change a couple of things around that people haven't seen yet. But when I put that video up of about two, three minutes of me showing everybody the final, you know, how the room looked, right. there's almost 10,000 people looked at that video. Wow. 10,000. And I showed it to her. I'm like, honey, look how many people watch this. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, why? And I said, you know, at the end of the day, there's, you know, some very cool people out there. So it was it was very touching. It really meant a lot to me. That was really cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it went according to plan, and how many things can you say do go exactly the way you want them to, you know? So that's great.
0: Yeah. So I got to thank um, Isaac for really trying to go all out for me. So awesome, man. Thank you, Texas Podcast Massacre. Everybody, go check it out. Great podcast focuses on a lot of horror films from yesteryear, even though they do some contemporary reviews, and uh, they have a great Twitter feed as well. In just. uh, if you're a fan of old-school horror films, you're really missing out on an absolute gem of a podcast. I know you've been on it a couple of times. Yeah, I'll be on, yeah, I'll be on probably before the end of the year. All right, cool. Uh, Shout-out to Stell, who does Shoot the Defense soccer podcast by fans for fans. He has a patron that has a lot of exclusive shows that you cannot get online, and he is on Twitter, at Shoot the Defense. Rock reviews, another great podcast. Everybody's unique over here, and they do a lot of, uh, album reviews from yesteryear. A lot of oddball albums, um, and very entertaining and many times very comedic way, of just it's just you don't even have to be a fan of rock music to love their show. And I've listened to a couple of their episodes, and I find myself laughing, and I just ask myself, why am I laughing at this? It just sounds funny, the way that they describe some of these albums from yesteryear. Um, so you can find them on YouTube under the name Rock Reviews. We have Bob o. Mac, so, uh Christ in a Toy Verse, has a podcast under the name Undercover Capes. Great podcast that reviews a lot of collectibles, Bobbleheads, uh, the notorious one of mine is there, and uh, My Hatred for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, And and the fact that Hogan has me blocked. There's a very funny video that he has on his channel. Go check it out. Mike, your best bargains. He has an Amazon and an eBay store under the same name. He's got collectibles, everyday items. If you're into pro wrestling cards, go on eBay and search for Raul Romo's House of Cards. Um, I actually have some of his items that I actually purchased. Uh, Subzerocomics.com for your wrestling comic book and pop culture collectible needs. And uh, I want to thank them again. everybody uh, has something unique to the table and early I plugged Dells and Canvas theory. So uh, um, you know I we sort of got a little off topic before, but uh, what would you think overall of tonight's raw? you know with the progression of Seth Rollins and uh, you know over the weekend he wrestled Eric Rowan. You know, so, you know, he yes. kind of tried to th- try to throw a little curveball with him, you know, not being, qu- you know, typical heel. You know, fighting Eric Rowan is kind of baby faces, if that's even a I, word.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought Raw was kind of lackluster. It wasn't that, that great. I mean, the, I didn't know what to expect when he did his apology. Uh, then no Owens came out. I thought, I, I still think down the line it's mm-hmm. not happening yet. Obviously, it hasn't happened yet. Seth Rollins is going to be teamed up with the AOP in some way, shape, or form, whether it's Shane McMahon who's behind this whole thing, which is who I think it is. Um, but, you know, that's just speculation right now. But, again, I just thought it was kind of lackluster, to be honest with you, DT. My favorite thing of the night was the uh, highlight of the night was Charlotte versus the Kabuki Warriors. A lot of people are like, that's like, that make them look bad because the two girls to beat Charlotte, and I made a reference that Charlotte's like Andre the Giant to these girls meaning not that she's like Andre literally, but she's so much bigger that it's believable that she could take on the Kabuki Warriors. I don't think it hurt the Kabuki Warriors uh, that it took them 15 minutes to pin Charlotte or whatever the time was. The match was okay. I mean, listen, uh, they all blow a lot of spots, but I thought at least the crowd was into it. There was a lot of, you know, You thought Charlotte was going to win, and then at the end, she lost, and she had to lose. I think if she beat them, it wouldn't have been too good. But that was the highlight for me. I thought that was the best thing on the show, in my opinion. The Lana thing was too drawn out. Lana's acting was horrible. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it just was. I mean, then you had R-Truth lose the 24-7 title to that Kyle Busch NASCAR driver guy. I don't know. I I know he's from there. I guess, you know, to get the cheap pop. Uh, Nothing really to to write home about. Alistair Black, Lackluster Match against Tony Nese. Um, Viking Raiders couldn't even tell you who they fought tonight and Umberto Ricochet and Ray you know the OC closes out Raw tonight to be honest with the last thing I saw before we went on the air was AJ Styles and then they gave the uh, station signature and that we were out I mean it wasn't really a very compelling show Um, you know I think we're having a hell of a Don Tony Kevin Castle show tonight but Raw was uh, very lackluster in my opinion
0: lack of uh, big time main event stars yeah if you really think about it, I mean look Kevin Owens is up there AJ Styles is up there Seth Rollins is up there Randy Orton Randy Orton you know but you really does it, it doesn't feel I'm sorry no. man having Drew McIntyre squash Tazawa having the Viking Raiders squash Jobbers having fucking Drew uh no Drew McIntyre squashing Tony, Tony um, yeah, no, wait, who fought Tony Nese again? Oh, Alistair Black. Um, Alistair Black yeah, I mean, no. just squashing people doesn't seem to be elevating anybody's character at all. It just, uh, again, you know, you you look and there's no big feuds going on. I'll say this. I find it funny the people that had a hard time suspending disbelief of Charlotte taking on the Kabuki Warriors in a handicap tag match. Not a fucking two-on-one Texas tornado where everybody could be in the ring at the same time. There was supposed to be legal tags. Uh, Majority of the match had one-on-one in the ring. Of course, there was interference here and there, but it was a tag match with the Kabuki Warriors on their end. But I find it funny. People had that much problem suspending this belief, but found it okay to have 11-plus minutes of Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy against the fucking Lucha Brothers. Yeah. Nothing against Jungle Boy, he is a star in the making. But at the end yeah. of the day still, I mean, I'm sorry, my my right toe right now is fucking thicker than his waist. And you're talking about the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Junior, Ray Phoenix. We're supposed to suspend disbelief. Look, forget Marco Stuntin. so that means Jungle Boy went almost 11 minutes. You know, it's not like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus were in the ring or fucking Marco Stunt and John Moxley or Marco Stunt and Chris Jericho. You had a fucking a, a, a scrawny guy and an even scrawnier guy against fucking, you know, uh, uh, Pentagon Jr. is a fucking j- amazing heavyweight champion and another guy. And it that's cool for them to suspend disbelief for, for 11, 12 minutes. But Charlotte... In a match against two women who have to tag each other to get in the ring for a majority of the match, they have a problem with it. What I don't understand is if Charlotte is wrestling someone one-on-one, with the exception of the two-on-one interferences during the match, but when someone is wrestling someone one-on-one, if someone gets tagged in, that person is still executing the same amount of moves that they are in 11, 12, 14 minutes than they did with one-on-one. You had some beatdowns and you had some interference. Of course, there was, you know, that's that's supposed to give more heat on the Kabuki Warriors. Right. But, I mean, in the end, Charlotte did not win. She didn't win. So no, didn't win. where's this suspension? Oh, well, she she fought two women. But she still lost. And she still lost. And she didn't get mist thrown in a spit in her face. No, you're right. So I, I just find it. Some of the selective outrages is really moronic. If you actually just take a step back and dissect it a little bit, it's pretty moronic. Um, You know, Eric Rowan, uh, very smart today. I don't know if you noticed that, but before he had the match with uh, No Way Jose, he pulled the barricade out a little bit before he rested the fucking cage. And he did that because... It avoids if there's vibration in the ring. We don't have to worry uh, okay. about the cage possibly falling off the go- the the ring steps. So you pulled yeah. them back. I think we're going to find out what's in that cage within the next two weeks. No
1: Yeah, I, I still can't imagine what it is. That's, you don't think it's a live thing. I'm thinking maybe it's a ferret or a... Uh, or I, I've narrowed
0: of- it down to four things. I narrowed it down. It would be fucking hilarious and say goodbye to fucking... What's his face? Um, who's the guy who had the mirror? I'm drawing uh, a blank right now. The mirror, you know. Oh, oh, uh, Mojo Rawley. Mojo. Raleigh, it would yeah. be funny if he has a mirror and he's looking at himself. And yeah, I, I mean, I would kill Mojo Rawley's, you know, whole gimmick. But I've narrowed down the four things, in my opinion, either a mirror, or a head of himself, or what I believe is the fucking, you know, uh, either the, you know, the 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 sheep. Mask that he had, or a variation of it, or I even thought something really, really cool. And I was thinking maybe it's a severed head of Luke Harper. <laughs> Luke Harper's spirit, yeah, just no, like you know, know. But I, I almost feel like it's got it. It has to be something about him, you know, because he keeps talking. You know, like oh, you look good today. This that. It almost feels like he's looking into a mirror, like something of himself. He's looking into himself.
1: And DT, what do you think, you know, since we didn't cover it on Friday, you know, Daniel Bryan got dragged to hell and then supposedly ripped the hair off him, so think he comes back clean-shaven next week?
0: Uh, possibly. Possibly. I mean, you know, to me it wasn't enough hair, kind of like I was, like, waiting for uh, The Fiend to, like, put the hair in his belt. If anybody watched AEW, you know why I'm saying that. Um... You know, like he took a piece of his hair. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to think of it. I mean, obviously, they're extending this feud into TLC. Right. I still think the outcome is the same, that uh, they're just trying to buy time for Roman Reigns against The Fiend. You know, maybe we get Braun Strowman next. I know they fought over the weekend uh, for, for their Starcade event that did not draw well.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch it. I was too tired last Nah, time.
0: it did, you know, it was what it was. I mean, the reviews were somewhat decent, but you had Rollins over Rowan, uh, Shinsuke over The Miz, Street Profits over Gallows and Anderson, Kabuki Warriors, retained defeating Becky Lynch and Charlotte, Sasha and Bailey and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in a four-way, Lashley over Rusev by forfeit, Rusev, I don't think, could fight because of the protection order. So they had Kevin Owens fight Lashley instead. And Lashley won, I think, by DQ because Rusev came in anyway. Alistair Black um, beat Andrade. Andrade was uh, pissed off, and they did that thing they've done on many house shows. He insists on having another match this time. Ricochet comes out and beats Andrade, so he gets two losses that night. I still think Andrade and Zelina Vega are going to split up very, very soon. Um, yeah,
1: I think that's. Uh, yeah, they're gonna, there's gonna be something's gonna go down
0: there. Yeah, Orton over AJ Styles, Roman Reigns over Corbin, and the Fiend over Strowman in the steel cage match. Um, that Roman Reigns Corbin feud is really close to the worst feud of the year. It probably is. Yeah. It, it is so awful. I I don't I don't know who the fuck they're trying to entertain with this. It almost feels like it's. You know, somebody had pointed out that it feels like it's intentionally intended for children. Like the children that are, like this is the children behind Roman Reigns. I don't know what the fuck they're thinking with this because I was going to joke with people online and tell them, you know, like, if I told you five years ago, Kofi would be champion, heavyweight champion, what would you have said? And I guarantee a majority of people would say, no, that's not going to happen. Well, yeah. I'll throw another one out there. Five years from now, do you think WWE is going to have any type of a 24 special on Baron Corbin?
1: Uh, I doubt it.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I i know he gets under people's skin and he is definitely improved, but this is cringeworthy. I mean, you have CM Punk and everybody else talking about how god-awful this is, and they've, like, doubled down on it. Yeah, it's weird. It, it's
1: garbage, man. Absolute garbage. Well, the one thing I do want to see, I'm not going to watch it tonight because I'm just i I'm just too tired. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. It's the uh, Trish Stratus yeah. uh, new doc that's going to be on uh, WWE Network. So I'll check that out tomorrow. I can talk about it tomorrow on uh, Doc Chronicles.
0: Okay. All right. That's cool. Um, by the way, let me shout out our associate producers before we go. Um, Z Bowers. And congrats to, to uh, TCB. You And I did see on your wall what you posted, relationship mm-hmm. status. Michael Cuomo, Daniel Warren, Brian Byrne, Rob McCabe, Spider Lewin, Carl Buteau, a.k.a. Cheese of rice Julian LeBlanc, Big Red, Brandon Rice, Rich Mahard, Chris Lumna, Zach Spoonamore, Tommy Pacchi Larry Trella, Mad Dog No Good, John Garcia, James Farmer, Keith Lee, Douglas McKay, Merrick Coombs Jr., Russell Zavala, Donald J. Trump, Andrew 914, Tim Everhart, John Coffey, Diogo Nobre, Switch Babe, Courtney Summers, James Deal, Cressman, C.J. Uihara, Bob O'Mac, Mark Israel, James Grusom, Anthony Smith. Out in here, Aaron Kloss, Brett Webster, Hassan Al hashmi Billy Taylor, <coughs> Adam DeMoy, Paul Convoy, Michael Rhino, Nico Time, Joseph Nicolak, Tom Baffa, Jay Smoothie, Cockboy James Mills, Jeffrey Collins, Kane Shaw, Timothy Keel, Ernesto Defensa, D-Boy Gentleman, Don Tony's Political Advisor, Stan The Man Loudon, 3316, Roger Rubio, John Krauser, Keith Doherty, Chris Harris, Tony... Chuck Lentz, Brandon Foley, Michael Westfall, Johnny Marin, Jerry Stewart, Derek Brewer, Stell, Michael John Buchanan, Jacob Eston, CM Black Pixels, Garcia Kane, Viconda, Neil McLeod, G J Gambino, Whisperer Rob, The Metaphysic Fox, Seth Washington, Aaron from Anaheim, and Julius Tillery. They are our associate producers. They, along with all other patrons, Uh, are the reason why this show and Wednesday is free Uh, they are very influential as far as what is discussed uh, you know just content and they are really heavily involved in what we do and they are uh, big-time supporters got to give all of them much props and much appreciation thank you as always my friends thank you guys yeah um, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, there's a couple other things we can get into, but we could talk about it later this week. We have a lot of shows this week on Patreon, Tomorrow's Dark Chronicles with you and Trez. Mm-hmm. Wednesday will be Wednesday Night Dynamite. Thursday will be Breakfast Soup. Friday will be Wild Card Friday. Saturday will be the return of blah, blah, blah. So if you're not on Patreon yet, give it a shot. You got pretty much the entire month to enjoy. And uh, this week you get four patron exclusive shows and even when you get this show and Wednesday on there you get them ad free so what a week to sign up because we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week it's gonna be a fun week and every show is different so you know you're not gonna sit there and you have four four or five shows talking about the same thing over and over again everyone is different so any final comments before we go no, congrats once
1: again, um, and uh, I'm glad everything worked out for you. I was really happy for you, DT. I'm, I'm sure you'll get around. To, I know you couldn't. Yeah, I really haven't. Not I'm, I'm
0: not even home seven hours yet. I got oh, home I at five, know. and it was right away trying to play catch up and you know taking care of some customers, putting news together, trying to like oh, get a little refreshed day. as far as what was going. on. I mean, I did see over the weekend a little bit here and there what was going on, but you know, I really didn't have time to you know, sit there and, you know, dissect things. The the Sandman thing, you know, I, I, I really wanted to hear the whole entire story before commenting on it. And, you know, it's, again, it's just a lot of assumption out there. I mean, you know, there's Jordan Grace's version, there's Sandman's version, and somewhere in the middle is the truth. And, you know, what Sandman, what they're claiming Sandman said, he did say, and it's wrong but it's not strictly cut and dry the way that people portray he said it it's still wrong but there was a lot more to it and i just think you know you know it's, there's there's going to be assholes there's going to be people that are out of touch but you know to turn around and to just try to have people banished and banned from the pro wrestling world forever because they don't you know go along with you know the the program you know, makes people just as wrong, in my opinion, and it's just, you know, the, the the Jim Cornette stuff is is ridiculous too. You know, I've I've found seven different clips of Jim Cornette saying a very same joke seven, and the thing is, over the years, the joke has not gotten any better. It's outdated. It's stupid. But I don't remember people, you know, you get offended. You get offended the first time. It does. It shouldn't take you seven, eight, ten different times to finally get offended. It seems like people get awfully offended because other people get offended. So, Truly But it's right. a shame. You know, it's a shame. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of dinosaurs out there. Sandman's probably a dinosaur. Jim Cornette's probably a dinosaur. Some others as well. But to turn around with this gang mentality is just disgusting.
1: And it doesn't change anything. There's
0: a big difference between expressing an opinion, expressing dissatisfaction, complaining about salmon. There's big difference between doing that and some of the mob mentality that's going on online.
1: Yeah, the whole uh, Twitter town with uh, torches and pitchforks thing. It- it's never worked. It never will work. It's it's never going to change anything, and it just causes more. It just prolongs the story. That's yeah. all it does. Yeah. That's it's, all it does. But uh, DT, I'll catch you tomorrow. Yeah, Thank you talk again. Talk to you tomorrow. Uh, uh DT, is there a way to put at the beginning of Castle Chronicles, Dark Chronicles, the Perez clip? Yeah, I'll put it up tomorrow. Okay. And so thanks again, Dells, for that. DT, I'm glad everything worked out good. Everybody else, I will catch you tomorrow night for Dark Chronicles with Trez. 10-15 here, live chat. For all you Patreonos, so well, thank you again. Fun show tonight, DT. Yep. Glad you're back.
0: All right, thanks. All right. Take care. Peace. And you know what? Thank God we had uh, no internet issues. For those listening to the download, um, at eleven o'clock, I logged on to Discord for the first time, and I kept getting anybody knows the red bars. No idea why, because my internet connection is always solid, but I was getting some red bars, getting very concerned. But uh, Connection ended up fixing itself and uh, we were able to do a decent show. So everyone, follow me on Twitter at Don Tony D. the website DonTony.com. Once again, Patreon.com slash DonTony. Big shout out to Mish, Joey Numbers, and John Draper. Make sure you check out Wrestling Soup every Thursday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. They have a patron and I have said it numerous times. You sign up, $5 on DTKC Patreon. on Wrestling Soup Patreon, you will get so much content every single week, you will not be able to listen to it all. And if you can, you know, if anybody out there knows, I don't know if you've ever had a diner like this in your area, but I had one in my area growing up. It was Jan's or John's Ice Cream Parlor, I think it was. And my grandmother used to take me when I was a kid. And they would charge like $15 and they would literally give you ice cream in a kitchen sink. They It was called the kitchen sink. And they would um, fill the entire little kitchen sink with ice cream. And if you could eat the entire kitchen sink, you got it for free. Not the sink, but you get the ice cream for free. I'm sure they've done it with hamburgers. Like if you can eat like this five pound hamburger, you get it for free. Well, you know, it's 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 almost the same thing. With us, there's so much stuff, you'll never be able to finish it. Will you get it for free if you finish it? No, but you'll get your money's worth, I promise you that. So yeah, way too much ice cream. My grandma used to take me, I think it was called Jens, J-A-H-N-S, a a very famous uh, ice cream parlor. And I think it would be considered Richmond Hill Queens or Jamaica Queens, I don't think it's in business anymore. But it is very, very famous place that used to be open. My grandmother, in fact, if you do a Google search, I guarantee you, you have people who have talked about over the years about the kitchen sink there. My grandmother used to take me, and if anybody's ever seen a picture of my grandmother, you you could see why she uh, was definitely one that could finish and eat the kitchen sink. So she was good people. If it wasn't for her, you would not be hearing me right now. She is the one that got me into wrestling. So, All right, everybody, be well. Thank you again for the kind words. And uh, we will be back next Monday night with your next edition of the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. Take care, everyone. Be well. Ciao. Don, oh my. It was fun to channel surf. It was kind of hard to do a little pocket pool after you're hitting the last channel button 50 times for two hours plus. Don, oh my. And his whole idea of overanalyzing, oh, he's an alcoholic and he misplaced the belt. And how could you have someone champion like that? Get the fuck out of here. Wednesday night? Don, oh my. You can have fun. You really are. <laughs> Support the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle show on Patreon. Get access to thousands of hours of back episodes. Get bonus episodes and exclusive shows. Castle Chronicles. Breakfast Soup. Pay-per-view recaps. DVDs. Syracuse. Tattoos. And more. Support the show that's entertained millions for over 16 years. Patreon.com slash Don Tony. Once again, Patreon.com slash Don Tony.
1: Tune out with Nebia by Moen. The spa shower that offers double the
0: coverage using about half the water making it look sound and feel totally different. Learn more at Moen.com slash Nebia.
1: Tune out with Nebia by Moen. The spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water making it look sound and feel totally different. Learn more at Moen.com slash Nebia.